0: Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, which is brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while launch and grow a successful podcast to make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says impossible is not a fact it's an opinion. Joining me on today's show is Donna Tajan. Now, Donna, she's the founder of Vibrant Living International, which is a non-profit organization. She is also a life mastery coach. She's an ordained minister, a podcaster, as well as an author, and she helps bring accelerated transformation to people across the world. Now, her passion is to help you live your full potential and reach your full potential. She specializes in helping. Helping you turn your baggage into luggage so that you can live the life of your dreams using and developing your spiritual intelligence. Now, Donna has been speaking and she's been coaching for over 25 years and her clients say that she has a knack for turning fear into excitement and exposing lies so that the truth Can shine through. Now on today's show Donna is going to share a number of different things such as how to turn life's difficult times into luggage to propel you to excel no matter what, how to uncover hidden secrets to stop the cycle of anxiety and depression, as well as how to build the life of your dreams by using and developing your spiritual intelligence. So welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here, Anne-Marie. It is a pleasure to have you here too. And so lots, we want to cover today, but I'd love for you to give um, us a a brief overview, if you will, a snapshot of what led you down the path to where you are today. What were some of those things that, that were influential and now has you sharing the work and doing the work that you're doing today? Well, I had a difficult uh,
1: childhood and teenage years, to put it mildly. (laughs) And so um, there was, uh, whenever we have overcome things, it it gives us tools to learn how to help others. And the way that I made it through, if you will, through those difficult times successfully was because I had a relationship with God. So that was a foundation of where where I came from and what I'm doing today. I was always the girl that people were going, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I've never told anyone this. And, um, you know, can you help me with this? And all of those kind of things, that was always happening. And I seemed to be in a really sweet spot is what I call it. Whenever I was in those places, I was most fulfilled. So I did a lot of that kind of thing as a volunteer, um, working in my other nonprofit organizations that I've been involved in, um, discipling, mentoring, all of those kind of things. There was a component of, of helping people through difficult times and helping them be all they could be. And so about 10 years ago, I had a pivotal moment where we need, where I had to decide. Okay, what do I want to be now that I'm all grown up? What do I actually want to do? We'd had a business for years, um, and I'd founded another nonprofit. So being that entrepreneurial spirit was there to be able to do more. And so Vibrant Living was born out of that, and it's just been a life. I know, uh, I, without a doubt, that this is something I was called to do. But sometimes it takes a while to realize all of our gifts and what we're
0: actually supposed to do. Love that. Thank you for sharing. And isn't it interesting that not that we would want anyone to have to experience any of the situations that obviously you did as a child or later on in, in teenage years? However, if you look back, it is through the lessons and 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 mm-hmm. the things that you were able to develop and grow and and as you said, leaned into the Lord that really has given you the lessons and insights yeah. that you now are imparting to others. And so what, and looking back, sometimes it is incredible being able to look back and realise that you weren't alone. But as you know, that beautiful um, analogy where the footsteps in the sand, where there's one set of footsteps and, you know, someone said, where were you, Lord? And he said that those were the times that I carried you. Would you, what would you go back and say to that younger you that, you know, this is a moment in time, this is a season in time. Have you ever thought back to that? Of course. Yeah, of course. Those thoughts
1: and and I've been asked that before as well. The main thing that I would um, tell my younger self, if you will, is to believe in herself more um, and to trust, trust in God's equipping, trust in your gifts that you've been given to be able to do more and to not be afraid of taking what felt like a risk. It really wasn't, yes. but what felt like a risk. But yes, I call going through those difficult times. It's one of the steps in my turn your baggage into luggage workshop and program is um, looking for the gift and the difficulties. Mm-hmm. And I call them gifts wrapped in sandpaper. <laughs> They're not fun. <laughs> oh, and you know, and in the middle of them, it feels like it's forever but learning that we can learn and grow the foundations that were built with God and I during that difficult time, nothing can shake.
0: Yes, um, oh, absolutely, and and so I'm so glad that you shared that. Thank you for sharing that insight. What you would have gone and and told your younger self, because I think we can all take what you said, what you would have said to your younger selves, and use that in our lives too. Because so often when we go through challenges, and some of those things can be just so you wouldn't want you wouldn't want that to be you know say yeah. what that's saying that you wouldn't want that on your worst enemy. However, knowing that you know, there are gifts, there are talents, there are skills. Often then we don't focus on that. Well, what can I focus on? What do I know? And of course, as Christians, we know prayer. Prayer is just, we have to be praying continuously, don't we? Because the Lord is there to support us. We, we just need to ask. So let's talk about some of those things. And when life gives us difficult times, that baggage to turn it into luggage so that we can propel uh, and excel no matter what. What are some of those insights you want to share today? Well,
1: there's four steps, basic steps that are rather simple, but always interesting to implement at times is number one is search for the gift. It's begin to looking for what I can learn. Just the idea that I could learn something in some of the really hard places that we could be in um, shifts my perspective and I begin to see things differently. So that's number one. And I mentioned that one already, the gifts wrapped in sandpaper. Number two is to keep a bigger picture in mind. I don't know about you, but sometimes when we're in those really difficult times, it feels like it's going to be forever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like there's an end in sight. And so if you were to use a book as an analogy for our life, let those times be a paragraph, a page, or maybe a chapter, but not your whole book. Remember, Jesus said that he walks through the valley of the shadow of death we want to make a camp. <laughs> we want to build a house and up right? your camp in and, and you know, get some friends to all sit around the campfire and talk about how bad it is. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. so it's to remember that I'm going through the valley. I'm going through the difficult times. I'm not to stay here. And to remember it's not forever. So that's number two. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. Just, just I, I want to talk about that too. You talk about don't set up camp. And sometimes we just want to sprint. I am sprinting through that valley. However, if we sprint through without the lessons and the learning and the character shaping, we may just find ourselves revisiting the valley. Do you find that as well? Well, I don't know that we can really sprint through them. And yeah. it's, it's, you know,
1: nothing that's really difficult can we sprint through. It's a process. We may want to. I, you know, I have my clients say all the time, well, how, how am I supposed to change? And I said, you really want me to tell you there's this magic booth you can step into. And I close the curtains and I open them and everything's all better. And we would love that but there is remembering that it's a journey and to look for the joy in the journey even in the in the valleys there's beautiful things that we can be thankful for and embrace and so not to rush the journey but allow it to transform you and to be able to learn all that you can learn so that's number two i love that what's number three number three you're going to love this one is compassion and forgiveness and so, without compassion and forgiveness, we don't really ever heal or train change our baggage into luggage. I have done entire episodes on, on forgiveness. Not not this is a great community where it's really common, but a lot of times I speak in communities where forgiveness isn't so um, accepted or embraced, if you will. Yes. But forgiveness is a lifestyle. It's not a really pleasant picture, but things happen to us all day long and all week long that could bug us. It just happens in this world. So forgiveness to me is kind of like what I need to do in the bathroom. I need to do it regularly. It's part of I'm collecting things that I shouldn't collect that's not good for me. And so learning that forgiveness actually sets me free but I'm preaching to the choir. You guys
0: know that. <laughs> you know what? Knowing something and actually doing something that is, is, true. <laughs> is, you know, is, can be difficult, especially with things happening. And, and here's um, I mean, if I think back to one of my, what I call my worst business failures ever was, was the best thing that ever happened to me that that Valley was something that I needed to go through because um, you know, I'm sure that I would have continued to relearn lessons and let's say, you know, it, but it is, the reason it is the best thing that ever happened to me was because it led me down the path to where I am today. And one of the biggest things that I had to do was to forgive because I knew that if I didn't, and not that I'm saying that the things that happened to me were, were not wrong and incorrect. We're not saying that, but the forgiveness path is releasing the emotional as you say that can be there because that unforgiveness can turn into anger, betrayal, mistrust, all of the nice. things that exactly that could cause um you to change physiologically, you know, in your your body and i did not want to carry that around and i knew that if i didn't forgive um and release that those ties it had the you know the the propensity to change my core values of trust. And, um, and I didn't want that. And it's so important. And uh, now I'm not triggered, you know, by things. And most of the time, most of the time when we need to forgive, it isn't that
1: it, I mean, the words like this isn't just, this isn't fair, this is wrong. Uh, somebody needs to pay (laughs) (laughs) all come to mind. Um, and, but it, it, but me holding unforgiveness does not make them pay. It only hurts
0: me. Yes.
1: And sometimes and I'm others around you because
0: you don't realize that you're, you become a different person. You do get triggered for certain things that may not necessarily have um, really caused you to say something or react or respond in a certain way. So I think, um, yeah, we could do a whole show On forgiveness, but that's so important, and you know what I did with that was I just gave it to the Lord, you know, said, Lord, you need to please help me to heal through this. And it was, you know, and let's face it, we've got someone who did that, who his whole life was about forgiveness. And I think, you know, if he was able to forgive us, um, we should extend that to, to others too. And it's the process through the healing. I think that's so important. So that's step three. We could spend an entire show on that. (laughs) several shows, as you said, we'll give you an opportunity to share what your podcast is, Donna, and then people can go and connect with you there and listen to those episodes. That was the third step. What's the fourth? The fourth one is get support.
1: We weren't meant to walk this journey alone. And a lot of times when we're hurt, we isolate. Yes. And instead of isolate Get support, get help, get a coach, get a mentor, get a pastor, get a friend, someone that you can talk to that's a good, that will help you walk through the valley, not camp there because some of our friends help us camp, but be able to get support that someone who's walked the journey ahead of you that's been through something and have done it successfully is the type of individual that you want to look for when you're looking for support.
0: Yes. So that is number four. Yeah, and I'll I'll uh, validate that. Uh, after my experience, that worst business failure ever, I hired the most high-level coach that I've ever invested in my my career, my business career, because I knew this was such a, a significant, emotional, traumatic event that I needed all of the support mm-hmm. and, ha- hold, and hand-holding someone who was outside of my circle, who had no right. idea who I was, no idea who, you know, the other parties and stuff. And it's so true. You cannot walk through that um, yeah. yourself. And then I spend a lot of time on my knees in prayer too, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes curled up on my bed crying because sometimes you just got to release that, don't you? Done um, that too. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> All of that that. underneath (laughs) those, but I love those four steps. Let's talk about how to uncover the hidden secrets to stop the cycle of anxiety and depression. Again, we could do a whole show on this. I know that you've got lots of episodes that you cover that, but what are some things that you want to share with us today?
1: One of the main um, tripping points and the people that I've talked to about Uh, fear, fear, because that's basically what we're talking about is fear, is where I'm putting my focus. And a lot of times we think that the that fear just overwhelms us or the thoughts come. But the ones that we plant and water, if you will, are the ones that take root. And if I could pay attention to where my focus is, Meaning, I use an example that's easy to uh, give an analogy, and it's simple, is a marriage relationship. I've been married um, 37 years, and my husband at times still has trouble getting his clothes in the hamper. And so when we were newly married, it um, bothered me quite a lot. And I would say things to myself, (sighs) Can't he get the clothes in there? Does he think I'm a maid? Does he Mm. even really love me? And I'd be focusing on all those kind of thoughts. And he came home and we didn't have, I'm mad. And he doesn't know why I'm mad. And we don't have a nice evening. And this is, and so, or I could say he missed again, but all, and remember all the things that I love about him, all the special things he does, all of the incredible integrity and man that he is. And he comes home that day and we have a completely different evening. And he didn't change. I did. By where I put my focus fears the same way. If I start worrying and thinking fear thoughts and the, you know, most of the stuff we're afraid of never really happens. But learning how to shift our focus and knowing that I get the power to choose. It does it's I'm not powerless. I can choose to continue to watch the news if it makes me afraid. Turn it off. We get to choose. Pick up the Bible instead or something else that's encouraging, that says that it's going to be okay. And where you put your focus will all have incredible power. I know it's super
0: simple, but we don't do it enough to really think about choosing. It's the super simple things that you consistently do over time. that. Absolutely. completely change your outlook on life. And, you know, the story about the hamper, um, there are people, women who have lost their husbands, you know, that are thinking, I wished that I would still be able yep. to see the clothing lying around because yep. those jolly hampers, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> isn't that?" You would, with joy, with joy, look at those socks lying next to that hamper and thinking he's still here, he still loves me, you know, amazing. Just through that one change of focus. I I love that. And, you know, when when we think then around that fear, if we continue to give that life, then that does continue or can cause anxiety and then that can Mm. continue manifest itself doesn't isn't it into kind of that depression we have to stop the cycle and go to where where are we focusing what are we giving life to are we camping out in those valleys Mm -hmm. so much so that we're continuing to oppress ourselves and that oppression can often then lead to depression yes 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 it leads to all kinds of even and physical health
1: issues um, this whole cycle can do that. And to think that it all starts with a thought. Think about how many times Jesus said, you think you think the act is what's going to cause harm, but it's the thought that actually is the harming thing. And if we th- realize how if first step is to even be aware of what we're thinking, because it happens without us just uh, subconsciously or out of habit, and we don't even realize we're doing it. So the first step is to become aware, and then choose to focus on something different. You cannot think your way out of a problem, you have to speak it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: if I am thinking worry thoughts and fear thoughts, I have to speak out loud something different, because you cannot speak one thing and think another. Yeah, and I was, I'm
0: just looking up something, but one of the things that I think is so important, and it says, doesn't it, in the Bible, that we are to renew our mind every every morning. And um, when you think about the thoughts, there's so many thoughts that we have during the day. What we continue to feed is to the thoughts. And I love the way that you've already said we can shift certain things by looking for the gifts, even if it's wrapped in sandpaper, you know, even in times of, of trouble, we think of um, of uh, Paul, I believe, who was in prison. He was still praising and thanking the Lord, you know, and that changed even though he was in prison, you know, mm-hmm. for, for preaching um, the gospel. Um, and then, of course, we're told to wear the full armour of God. And I was just looking up because I know it's a belt of truth. I said, what's the helmet again? It's like the helmet of salvation, you know. Are we wearing the full armour of the Lord each and every day to be able to withstand, um, you know, the enemy's lies, um, you know, which can cause fear, which turns into anxiety and oppression and and the cycle continues. And it does rob us, doesn't it, of joy, of fulfilment and of peace. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about building the life of our dreams by using and developing our spiritual intelligence. What do you mean spiritual intelligence?
1: It is interesting to think about how much energy we put into our uh, general intelligence and our mind and then emotional intelligence is such a big buzzword in recent years. And we do um, and we pay attention to our body, perhaps our body most of all. (laughs) <laughs> when it's hungry, when it wants to sleep, when it hurts, all these different things. How much attention we give to the other areas when in truth we are a spirit living in a body, having a human experience. And it has been a quest of mine from in 2 Corinthians four eight, It says the things that are unseen are eternal. The things that are seen are temporary. But we spend all of our time worrying or thinking or doing things with things that are temporary. We spend so much of our activity our mental thoughts about things that are temporary that we see. So how do we truly develop knowledge of our spirit and how to operate like God did and like Jesus does and how he did on the earth. That's what I mean by spiritual intelligence. It's learning to be able to operate in a way and manner that works in partnership with things that God has set up on the earth. There are laws that he has in place, just like gravity is, but they're laws of the spirit, like forgiveness is a law of the spirit. You reap what you sow is a law of the spirit. There's a whole so many laws that are there in place but we use them sometimes for our harm rather than our good. For example, imagination. Did, I have a question, did the God create the earth and the world in his mind, in his thoughts before he spoke it and it was so? Yes, and so the same thing happens to us as we think things, we speak things, and then it begins to also be in our world. The same thing with the hamper, whether I create a good, you know, bad evening or a good evening, I have partnership that I can work in cooperation with God. So learning how to operate. What I mean by imagination is, is we use our imagination very naturally in this fallen world for fear. Yes, Imagining things going wrong, imagining something not working right, as opposed to using it. Imagination is really faith. It's just another word for faith and imagination. If I sit and imagine me doing things that I know God has called me to do, I'm empowering myself to do that as opposed to imagining myself, for example, speaking and messing up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, or whatever it is, we imagine ourselves doing something and it not working out well. So does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And, you know, in the Bible it says that we, as as human beings, we've been created in the image of God, and God, as we know, is spirit. And as you say, that's right. We spend so much time focusing on our physiology, well, our, our bodies and so forth. And, yes, I know there has been a lot of work and studies done on psychology, but if you take the Lord out of it, you're only really covering not even half of what it really means. Absolutely. Um Absolutely. just yesterday I, I read something that said, you know, talking about the way to get of darkness is to increase your level of vibration and 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 the light will chase away the dark. And I said, look, that that is a yes and what is the dark and what is the light? And when we talk about the the niceties, that's what the dark wants because the dark doesn't want you to know that it is actually a, an angel of darkness who wants to kill, destroy, and who is the light? That light is Jesus. And, you know, without Jesus' support, help, which is there for each and every one of us, we just have to ask you know, him to um, to to be our Lord and Savior, um, there is just no way we can withstand the darkness, isn't it? And um, unfortunately, only part of the story is being told. And, yes, we are all spirit living in a body. Yes. Life will go on. You know, so many individuals talk about who sadly don't know the Lord. They, they, they want everlasting life. They want to live eternally. Well, guess what? That already is, that's a given. Mm -hmm. We are all going to live for eternity. But where, that is an entirely different story. (laughs) And the decisions you make today is going to determine where you spend into eternity. And um, if you know and love the Lord, eternity, you would not even be able to think the wonderful, isn't it, the wonderful promises that are promised Mm -hmm. to us it's so good. We haven't even, couldn't even imagine it, could we? It's all of the things plus times affinity um, yes, that absolutely. we hope to live for. Beyond we everything
1: we could hope or dream. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, um, so for those of us who do know and love the Lord, that is waiting, you know, and yeah. um, that is, that is what we continue to look forward to. And those who may not love the Lord, this is an invitation. Come on over, join our family, ask the Lord to be your Lord and, and savior. And, um, Yeah. So, Donna, how can people find out more about you? Where's your podcast? Tell us all of uh, the ways to connect.
1: My podcast is called You Were Designed for Greatness. And it is stories, women's sharing stories of overcoming inspirations, tools, tips, strategies, ways that they have risen above adversity. So, that is available and it's on all the different podcast platforms. Um, I'm in my. I'm not sure I'm at four years yet, but I'm in three anyway, three years doing that. And the way that you can find out about my different programs, the Turn Your Baggage into Luggage program, as well as the Life by Design, not by default, which we've talked about tonight. And I have free books, ebooks that are available on my website, and that is the letter I,
0: vibrantliving.com. Thank you so much, and you know everything that you shared today. As as we mentioned, it's just scratching the surface. So please go and reach out uh, to Donna. Go and listen to her podcast. Subscribe to that, because um, yeah, amongst all of the doom and gloom that we. Here on uh, mainstream, all channels, uh, you'll certainly not get doom on gloom on, on the no. stories that are being shared for sure. Uh, the hope and possibility of that is available for all for all of us. So, Donna, what I like to do at the end of each of my shows is just to finish in a word of prayer. May I do that t- today? You may. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to Donna today and to be reminded through her testimony and through her journey that um, even in incredible times of difficulties, there are always the gifts there, even though they may be wrapped in sandpaper. Father, help us to be able to focus our attention on those gifts, on the lessons that we know that um, situations that we often find ourselves in they're there, that Lord, to teach us, to help shape us, uh, our character. And as Donna now so beautifully continues to do through those journeys is now help others. You know, So maybe others are listening today or watching or even the recording that may be in the, the, the valley uh, of the shadow and death. And so, Father, we uh, really pray for them, that they will get up, that they will continue to walk, that they will not camp there, that they will continue to learn the lessons and the gifts, that they can continue to use in their own life and in the lives of others as well. And especially now, Lord, with all of the things that are going on in the world, that should not come as a surprise to any of your children. It is written in black and white um, in the Bible. So we pray for each and every one of your children help us to open our eyes, help us to tap into the gifts and talents that we know each and every one of us has been gifted and talented with and to be able to use that to your glory, to bring your kingdom here on earth and to be that voice for others who, Lord, may not get know you. Can we do that, Lord? Support us. And help us to be that, your hands and feet, wherever we go to bring hope, possibility. And of course, that message of hope is you. Father, we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so needed, you know, a message of hope and possibility, particularly as a great reminder for the Lord's children, because every now and again we can be going, hello, Lord, <laughs> you, you do you realise what's going on here? And it says, yes, I do, yes, I do. And it's a reminder that we really do continue need to. I always remember the story of Peter where he was able to walk on water by looking at Jesus' face. And as soon as he looked left or right at the, you know, the storm going on uh, around him, uh, that was when he sank. So, you know, if we feel like we're sinking, just look to Jesus. The answer's there. We'll we'll be able to walk on water. When we get. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Donna, for coming on the show. It's been my absolute- pleasure.
1: This podcast
0: is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com.